Somebody must tell the story. <laughs> Why not us? The story must be told. The story of the heroes. Space cadets. What do you call it when something is just like loose in space? Flying debris. Or like an asteroid. asteroid. Exactly like an asteroid. Space cadets to some. Asteroid to other. Hero to all. This is the story of Brit and Sean. As last we left off, in time court, they were fleeing the courthouse for this ship was crashing into the surface of the planet. The planet we all call home. Not Earth, the different planet. And on this crashing space vessel, the lawyers, the judge, the bailiff, jury and executioner, all fled on individualized escape pods, leaving Brit and Sean alone on the plummeting atmosphere-bound vessel. As flames engulfed the vessel in its descent upon the surface, Brit and Sean decided they should make that movie about rugby balls, and that would be the best way to reach audiences on Earth. They sort of decided that Audio wasn't the most viable platform for reaching people's attention these days. They were gonna need to make a documentary about rugby and, oh gosh, let me check my notes. I need to get my story straight. The story must be told and it must be straight. So, er, I mean, you could also fill in some of the blanks if you want. It was that. So what was it? It was that they wanted to make a fake documentary about rugby. But then there was also something about how the rugby documentary would be made by a reclusive filmmaker that people would want to make an investigative radio show about. Actually, there's a second documentary involved. And it's about the making of this documentary. And... If people were interested in whoever made that documentary, then they would be interested in finding the two planet-bound organisms that made the rugby documentary. That in made the, first the rugby place. documentary in the first place. And those two planetary organisms were Brit and Sean, heroes, crashing down upon the planet's surface, watching. The court around the court of time around them engulf itself. Time was slipping away. They were running out of time. Watches, stopwatches, 
clocks were flying to and fro, crashing all around the courtroom. It was raining hands. Hands and gears. And, yeah. And, and digital numbers. And what's like the piece that you uh, wrap around your wrist to, to, to fix the watch to your wrist? Oh, the, watch, the watch band. The band. There's was, lots of watch bands flying about. Hovering in the atmosphere. Uh, ho- yeah, hovering. Because this hasn't gotten to the gravity. So they're all hovering mid-crash. It's going so fast that the ground beneath them falls away. They had to leap off of the ship. And they're just drifting down, frozen like icicles into the atmosphere. Distant onlookers would see two comet-like fireballs slowly drifting into the surface with a tail of green fire and they'd look up and say what is that what the hell is that one would say i i wish i had a new donkey they're wishing upon the drifting i wish donna would go to prom with me i wish i could get that growth looked at i wish i was a little bit taller I wish I was a baller. And I wish my feet were a little bit longer. These are the things wished by the citizens of the planet as they see two green fireballs crashing down, dissolving into the planetary atmosphere. Sploosh! Britain shot struck the ocean, much in the same way that they had crashed down to the planet in the first place. Back around episode, uh, uh, I don't know, fifty-five. It, no, I it, think it's called like planets. Well, it had to be sooner. Or let's look at the than, notes. I insult the notes. Hold for note checking. Hold for note. You want to tell them about something while I'm checking the notes? So uh, lately I've been eating a lot more cabbage rather than lettuce. And I was on a spinach kick for a long time because I thought it was such a hearty green. And then there's this news story going around saying you're not supposed to eat lettuce, romaine lettuce or something. And all my coworkers are taking it pretty seriously. Oh, you know what it is? Sorry to interrupt. I just basically just cabbage is is a is a wonderful substitute. Do you ever have sauerkraut? Yes. Sauerkraut or kimchi? Kimchi it's, it's kinda cabbage in a different form. It kinda weirds me out. Just oh, I like soaked it. cabbage. Oh, it's excellent. That's that's what sauerkraut is. It's, I, yeah, it's a lot of soaking. I've, a lot I've of soaking only, and pickling. I've yeah, pick, I've only gotten into pickles in the past like year or so. Pickles? Really gotten to pickles in the past year or so. Pickles yeah. are what? staple. They're weird. You just always have them in the fridge. You can always pull out a pickle. Yeah, I love crunch down on some cucumber. Cylindrical green things floating in green goo. It's you know, it's wicked crazy. appetizing. Are those sandwich shops that sell the cucumbers that are like three inches in diameter? Like where? Whoa. Those are gigantic pickles. 
Or those individually wrapped pickles. <laughs> oh, and it's, <laughs> and it's in like a little bag. Just a pickle in a bag. Slime. So appetizing. The, the, totally weird that I never got into pickles before now because totally it's such, weird. such an appetizing food. I found I found the episode number. If if anyone wanted to consult the episode where they're crashing down to Earth for the first time. For the successful time. I was just casually myself. referencing it because I felt like I had to because I felt like I was being kind of derivative telling the uh talking hey hey it's all beside the point so there's a big ocean it's a big ocean and you gotta crash into it and episode 46 and 47 were the ones that you should refer to to listen to the past crashing feel free to turn off the show right now and just sort of go back and refresh yourself listen to about four hours of content or go to season four episode 44 where they're going to crash onto the planet yeah and they're with their compatriot chuck point is they landed in the ocean then and they landed in the ocean now big deal but it is a big deal they were frozen. They're frozen. Floating in the ocean like two uh, icebergs. When like suddenly... I- iceberg lettuce, you might say. Back to the cabbage again. <laughs> Leafy vegetables. I've just been really into alternative leafy vegetables lately. As a, Oh, as opposed to lettuce. Yeah, uh, there's a whole outbreak. Kale like any lettuce harvested in New Mexico you're not supposed to eat or something. I don't know. What? I don't know. Look it up. Okay. I'm not trying to freak anybody out, but I'm, I'm trying to spread... Atomic bombs went off in New Mexico. Good lord. When? The, during World War II. Ah, I read about World War II. Ah, yes, in the Earth Book. The Earth Book. Another reference. The book that sort of just explains how... Anytime we reference something from Earth, which is not the planet that we live on. We live on the planet. The planet. The only planet we know of, except for Earth. It's na- We haven't named it yet because there's no uh, word in the English language that it is right for it. We could call it food planet. Food. We have. We've called referred it. to it as food planet. We have. We being, we the, being collective the collective whole. Whole of the planet. Because we are. We. We are, are but two storytellers. Story, we're not even beings. We're 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 ominous, uh, atmospheric, gassy. Through time immemorial. We we do not see time. Yes, we're we're outside of time, looking in time immemorial, not not immemorial and not immortal, but like time Uh, immemorial. Isn't isn't there a phrase like that? I I don't know. Time im immemorial. Immemorial. Time memorial. We're outside of time, is what we'd like to be and describing. And we're made of gas. And we're made of gas. And it's our duty to succinctly and clearly tell the tales of the planet and we its wanted- visitors. The heroes, Brit and Sean, who go down in the history of the planet as the two most important uh, parts uh, of the planet. Big, 
Big money players. Big money players. On the planet. That's what we... That's, in essence... They took down Overseer. They took down Overseer. Let us regale you! With what, what had happened to them in the ocean. So they were, like, floating around there, like, uh... Two uh, icebergs, not not iceberg lettuce, because I'm not trying to, you know, get distracted about the whole lettuce New Mexico, Mexico outbreak thing. Bombs. I just wanted to put it out there. Floating in the ocean, when suddenly, suddenly, a beam of light surrounded the two of them, and they lifted up into the air. When. A so, uh, go, go, go ahead, you know the story just as well as I do. I was going to say something. That, uh, uh, sorry, there was a spider on my sleeve. It's you have a... I had to, you do have a sleeve. I've been trying we're, to We're made wear, of gas, but we I do wear, wear clothes. I've been into shirts lately. Shirts are nice. Does it make my body look weird? Well, it gives you a body, you know? It gives you a form. Some proportions that are you know, I relatively like, humanoid. Sorry, I I'm getting so excited. It's, it's such a good story, this story of Brit and Sean. So there they were, hovering in the air in a beam of light, and they're still frozen in ice blocks, and slowly their eyes opened up, and they recognized each other. And they winked. A single wink. First Sean winked. Then Brit winked again. And they just sort of winked at each other for about 40 minutes or so. Until they figured out a way to communicate. And they were winking at each other in Morse code. We got to get out of here. But at the same time, what is this? And what is this place? And we're hovering above the ocean. In a beam of light. And hey, how cold are you right now? Both very cold. Veins draping their arms. Veins draping yeah, their well, arms. Yeah, well, you know, their their veins are very prominent. Gross. You know, and their their shirts are tattered and burnt up, almost barely alive. Fire and ice. They had been through it all. When just then, a vulture snatched them both out of the beam of light that they were hovering in. This vulture being Tantalus, the god of war. Tantalus was carrying them, drifting them along the ocean. I'd also like to say that Tantalus was my roommate for a while. Oh, really? I knew Tantalus, too. How'd you know him? Oh, we used to work together. Oh. Down at the sandwich shop. You guys made great sandwiches. Yeah, we, we used to, you know, make our own sandwich at the sandwich shop, where we take all the parts of the sandwiches and make one super sandwich. And he just sort of like thrust his pike into the sandwich, and that's what would hold it together. Yeah, big, you know, like instead of the little tiny toothpick. That's exactly the, what I'm getting with at. The, the curly bits. It was like a yeah. Pipe. Is that what you said? A pipe? Pike. A pike. Holding that massive sandwich together. Yeah, that's what that's what we used to do. 
Oh, I didn't know you knew Tauntalus too. That's crazy. He was a terrible roommate. Oh. Well, I can imagine. He he really, you know, his personal quarter is at the sandwich shop in the employee hangout place. We're not so nice. He was a mess. A very messy roommate and a mess as a person, but... Is this the guy you're telling me about with the milk? Yeah. He didn't leave the milk <laughs> out. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Just a whole... And, instead exactly. of, like, eating a bowl of cereal and drinking the milk, he would... He would just sort of leave the bowl of milk out for days on end, and then one time I sort of passively aggressively cleaned up all the bowls, and then me and him were sitting across from each other at the uh, living room, like, dinner table, you know, because that's a great place to have a dinner table, right? So just Right, right, the living room. All your common space is sort of just slammed together in one. Hey, man. Way you got, but, so you're sitting across from Point each other. is. Point is. I was sitting right across from him, watching him eat cereal, and at a certain point, he finishes the cereal, he stands up, he turns around, he goes into his private little room, where, uh, also, he paid less to live in the apartment than the other two of us, because uh, one of the roommates was really good friends with him, and felt bad that he didn't that the third roommate wasn't able to choose his own room. So he said to me, like, how about he pays less? And I, for some reason- How about he pays less? Yeah, for some reason I was like, that sounds fair. I don't know why. I think I was just being kind of passive, which I earlier mentioned in the story. I passively, aggressively cleaned up all his bowls. I was enabling his behavior all over the place. So, so he gets up to he, go to his room. I just, br- I just brought up that he paid less to live in the apartment, but he also had two rooms, basically, because one of the rooms was filled with his drum kit, and he would just play electron. It was an electronic drum kit, which is quote unquote quieter than a normal drum kit. So you'd hear boom, boom, boom. You just boom. hear like pa 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 for like two hours straight while he was playing drums. It, it made the living room unlivable. And the room itself was filled with the drums, so he was the only one that could use the room. And he had his own bedroom. And he paid less to live there. And he, and left, he left bowls milk. of milk everywhere. And that's the just the, that's what really. <laughs> if you leave a bowl of milk anywhere for any amount of time, at a certain point, it, it develops a film. And a stink. A stink you, you just couldn't believe. Can't believe. Much like Brit and Sean, who were stuck in these. <laughs> Being carried off by Tantalus, the vulture god of war, as they were flying, god of uh, the battleground called cohabitation. Cohab. Oh yes, that's the yes. whole. That's the whole reason we went on the whole rant about the. Because Tantalus was my roommate. Yeah, I mean, but he's probably. By this point, he's probably grown up a little. We've bit. made amends. It's probably fine. He's a good guy. He didn't, he just was, you know, we were all working through different stuff. He's a major player in this story, though. Absolutely. And as he carries Brit and Sean, the bad roommate, Tantalus, god of war, speaks to them. He says, Brit and Sean, overseer, they run everything. They have a monopoly on this planet, and they're drilling it full of holes to get their special radadium. 
that helps them supply their fleet of space truckers. Overseer runs all the media here, keeps all the airwaves blocked. So all we listen to is damn Overseer content. And we're sick of it. We need someone from the outside to rid us of this corporate evil. And Britt started winking at Sean like, can you understand the strange language that this big bird is? This bird's just squawking at us nonstop. I think it's trying to communicate with us. Also, it's wearing a little necklace with a sword on it. What do you think that means? And then Sean says, I don't know, but I'm curious to see where this is all going. I think we should be dead by now. We are really lucky to not be dead, said Britt through his eye, through uh, Morse code of winking. Because this is the only part of the body they can move. The rest of their bodies have basically shut down. Encased in ice, they Encased were developing frostbite at a fast rate. Just then, Tauntalus said, do not worry, the glow has protected you within the ice. Tauntalus then carried them to his magic nest on the highest cliff of the highest mountain in all of the planet. The cliff that overlooks the town, the cliff that overlooks the ocean. In Tantalus's small nest, he bestowed them with gifts. For Sean, the blade of Darnold, a magic blade that uh, is able to cut through bureaucracy. He gave him extra organs. He has three stomachs. 14 lungs. This is what Sean's body and has now. And an extremely now. long, small intestine. It just sort of, ugh. It's so, oh God, I don't want to say it, but I'm just gonna. It's so long that it kind of like drips out, it drapes out of his, ugh, I'm sorry. He can use it as It as drapes out of his body. I'm not going to say from where, because that's fucking gross, but I thought of it thought of it it ha- I didn't think of it <laughs> I didn't think of it it happened it happened and it became Sean's intestine that is so long that it comes out of his body he's able to use as a lasso in the battle against overseer this is what Sean's body is like now now for Brit for Brit he gave him extremely tall hair much like an anime Superhero. Far less intrusive of a power than Sean, some might say. But hey. But hey. We, we don't get to choose superpowers. Do you think, um... That you're absolutely right. We don't get to choose superpowers. We just were born uh, in time... In memorial, in memorial. I'm, I'm not gonna get hung up about that word. About again. what it means? It's like time immemorial. I don't know what it is. How many times can I repeat it? Point is, is we've been gas. We've been gas for all of time, eternity, and we'll remain as such for all of time. Outside of time. 
No time jail can contain us. We seep through and see all. Along with his gigantic haircut, he bestowed him with a tongue that can taste anything and identify what it is. I'm sure that that'll taste it. that'll come in handy in some very specific circumstance, as well as a sixth finger that protrudes from the very is the center of his palm, with which he just sort of like rubs things. Has to clip the nails on it. it the nail the nail of that sixth finger grows at like 1.5 times the rate of a normal nail so it's just like a little faster which it really throws the whole uh, nail cutting process kind of out of whack cuz like at a certain cuz it's not like that finger will gr- get into the cycle with the other nails it's like he'll have to cut 5 of them at one point but the other nail won't be long enough to cut yet because he already cut it like a week ago because it grows at a 1.5 rate. Cutting is your real issue with this sixth finger. Brit would have to learn to live with this adversity, much like Sean would have to learn to live with a long intestine that hangs out of his butt. And because their feet were dismembered in the crashing cycle. Oh God. Their legs are permanently affixed to single wheels, much like a unicycle. A motorized single wheel that they scoot around on. Oh, God. They go off jumps and do cool tricks on their single wheel. I'm just gonna say I hope we it's easy to remember what all of these attributes are, because the more, the more the- more, The more stuff they've got, the more they gotta remember. The more it's, yeah, because they'll, What's going on? Yes. Should we be writing these things down? Uh, Well, it's already written down in in the epic book. Time book. I'm just going to look up time immemorial. Just keep telling the story for a second. And as they're being affixed to their strange and interesting new devices, they awaken from their permanent frost slumber. Semi-permanent, but now it's not. And greeted by Taunt. Have you figured it out, time? Time immemorial. Phrase of time. Used to refer to a point of time in the past that was so long ago that people have no knowledge or memory of it. So I was right from the get-go. It just... So it's time immemorial. Time immemorial. It doesn't sound right when you say it. But it, it, that's the correct usage of but those it is. two words. Also, on the Google Dictionary, it says, it says, enter a word, e.g. pi. Like P-I-E. Enter a word like pi? Google is suggesting that you look up the word pi. Maybe you should do it. I'm gonna, I thought it was kind of funny. If it's the distract pie, a baked dish of fruit or meat and vegetables, typically with a top and base of pastry, the enticing aroma of fresh baked pies. Excellent. So, so their anyway. bodies are mangled and changed forever. 
with both natural and unnatural attributes, like body parts that are way longer, pieces of metal in new places, a single wheel. They were true. They truly had become. Well, they weren't heroes yet. They just had abilities that they could or could not use for deeds. This is the beginning of their story of Brit and Sean rescuing the planet from the clutches of Overseer, guided by the Vulture Tantalus. But Tantalus had much to teach them yet. He had a whole, a whole, a whole rigmarole to teach
Thank you.
I'm, I'm just, I'm going to, wow, we're a lot closer than, oh! oh! That's what my voice sounds like when I'm trying on a shirt. Intimate. It, it's a good looking shirt. Snug. It's snug. I, I like the buttons. Yellow buttons. I'm, thank you. An interesting choice. I'm just gonna for you. eat this. Yes. You brought a snack. Go with on. To, oh God! To damn pick it. out shirts. I wanted to be subtle about it. I I don't think they'll let you buy that shirt. If you got crumbs all over it. Who's to say I brought the crumbs? You're you're outside of time. Crumbs have no meaning. Dust to Dude. dust, crumb to crumb. Give me a break. These you places, man. A sales clerk is going to get the best of me. It only it's only twenty nine ninety nine. Ah, it's a good it's a good fit. It's a good fit. It tapers in nicely. I like the flowery cuffs, kind of like a flamenco dancer or something like that. You can't buy style. You just gotta make it happen. That's right. I'm gonna and buy the you're, shirt. You're you buy that shirt. And I think I'm gonna buy this hat. It looks good on you. I, I do like cowboy hats quite a lot, and I felt like I just had to splurge on this one. So now I'm a, uh, a vague cloud of gas in a t-shirt with buttons on it, and you're a vague cloud of gas with a cowboy hat on. Per That's right. Perfect garb to continue the story. Continue the story. Of Sean and Britt. Heroes. Taunt. The oh, were you gonna say something? <laughs> oh boy. All out of whack now after, yeah, after trying that. on that shirt. I feel like a new person. You are a new person. Thank after you. putting on that shirt. I, I don't even know who, what kind of cloud of gas I'm looking at now. Oh, go on. Totally changed. Transformed all your... The gas that's leaking out, I'm floating around, is I, 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 completely different. It, I, thank you. In the best way possible. Thank you. Where were we? Uh, so Tauntalus... Tauntalus... Was talking to Britain Sean. In his... Gigantic nest. On an outcrop of rock, a single tree grows on the edge. Oh man, go on! This epic place, no vegetable, human, or cloud of gas has ever set their eyes or uh, sight spot on such a grand place, a nest. Built by Tauntalus. Tauntalus had three eggs 
that were ready to hatch. The children of Tantalus, the god of war. Oh, also, didn't even mean to be topical. You don't know what I'm talking I don't about. It's fine. I mean, we were topical about the lettuce. Uh, god of war is a topical. It, I don't actually want to talk about it. Oh, is this a video game? It's It was like the hot game last week that everybody was writing think pieces about. Excellent. I did play God of War 1. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I, I liked play, I, I liked like the kind of control that you had over him. You could dodge in any direction, right? You'd spin with the blades on chains. Blades. But anywho, anyway. Tantalus is a totally... We're on a different planet. We have different deities. The game has changed. There is no game on this planet. The three eggs were hatching, small cracks forming on the sides, and beaks protruded from the openings. Sean and Britt looked intently at the hatching eggs of the god of war. And the god of war said, hey, not so close. These are my children. They're gonna think you're its parents when they hatch and look at you. Then you'll have to raise them. And have you ever raised a gigantic vulture, baby? And Brit and Sean looked at each other and winked a bunch of times to communicate. No. No, we haven't. But they agreed no with one another. They they were like blinking like, hey man, have you ever raised a baby? They're like, no. No. No, never I'm... really thought much about that. Were they still frozen at this point? Thawing. They're, they're thawing. Mid-thaw. Yeah, so they're, they're in excruciating pain. All the thawing. Their faces are contorted looking all over and clawing at the sides of the nest, made from whole tree trunks. Their frost-bitten flesh has been exposed to the, the biting winds because the tauntalus had made its nest quite high up. Real high. Like, you, you can't even throw a rock that high. Britt and Sean were hurting. They weren't looking so good. Oh, boy. And the first egg hatched, and out came Wrath. The second egg. <laughs> the second egg. Egg hatched, and came Mercy. <laughs> Mercy? <laughs> Mercy, that classic child of war. <laughs> totally part of the dynamic. And the third egg hatched. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph was the runt of the litter. But boy, did he have pep, and he could speak English from the get-go. Fluent English. The language of Earth. 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 Not, it, English is read the about in of the Earth. Earth book. We read a, It's one of the languages of Earth. One of the many languages of Earth as we... I understand. As far as we know, 
We don't know that much about Earth. We expand across time immemorial, but we never really found the time to visit Earth. We just sort of read the books like the common folk of the planet do as well. We flip, flip through the pages. We know there's pyramids. Most of Earth is probably pyramids. It's speckled with pyramids. Yeah, yes. Uh, Eiffel Towers. They're all over the place. S like scaled skin. Pointy objects everywhere, covering everything that's not water. There must be parrots all over the place on this Earth planet. Parrots probably run the place, actually, it seems like. As far as we can tell from our research in the Earth book, parrots are in charge. But we digress. We don't need to speak about Earth. We are speaking about Sean and Britt. The heroes. The heroes. As the eggs hatched, unfortunately they did look at the two heroes and they thought they are its mother. And they came racing up to the two strange new beings. And Tauntless, the god of war, was sorted in the background, just like, oh jeez, not again. This is the third time this has happened. Aw, oh, jeez. The third time, because Brit and Sean were the latest in a long lineage of visiting heroes. Yes, Tantalus rescues many prospective heroes, brings them to the nest, and outfits them. All had failed until Brit and Sean. And Brit and Sean, looking at the vulture children, spoke kind words to them and nurtured them. Sean allowed them to breastfeed on his nipple. And they suckled and were healthy. And they grew large while Tantalus looked on, wanting to feed his children, but he could not. They were so enraptured with the man milk Sean produced. Totally. That's exactly what happened. And by, and they were growing in front of their very eyes. And they were growing at such a rate that by, uh, you know, two hours in, they were big enough to be ridden. And by that point, Brit and Sean had also, uh, you know, they'd finished thawing. And they, Brit hopped atop Ralph, which was kind of, he was still the runt of the litter, so Brit was kind of like awkwardly perched atop Ralph. But he felt like he was kind of doing it a favor, like, I'm not going to leave Ralph out of this just because it's the runt. I feel like I need to rescue this creature. And Sean jumped atop Wrath, the, the most badass bird. This bird came out of the egg wearing leather stuff with spikes coming out of it. The punk rock bird of the bird child of the god of war. The most punk rock bird child with platform boots on its claws somehow. It makes sense if you're looking at it. Hard to describe. This the punk rock bird, Wrath. To, if you're reading along, 
If you're reading along, turn to the Appendix B for illustrations of Tantalus, Sean, Brit, and the three bird children of the god of war, Tantalus. As they mounted their birds, they gave a salute to Tantalus, who said nothing. For this entire episode, Tantalus was, remained silent, but felt as if bestowing these powers to the two heroes would be enough words spoken between them. Enough has been said through the bestowal of their sort of hoverboard-like feet, gigantic hair, an extremely long intestine. Dripping out of... Oh God, I don't want to describe it again. It, uh, I don't want to... Turn to the it. appendix. Turn to the appendix for an illustration of Sean and Britt transformed. Appendix B. But point is, is they left uh, Mercy, the child, with Tantalus. And Tantalus thanked them for that and was like, well, at least I got, I get to raise this one child of, of war. Mercy. And that was the first great act of Sean and Brit. They made Mercy the dominant, uh, part, the dominant, you know, uh, bird over God of war. Of God of war. And henceforth on the planet, war became about uh, uh, mercy. <laughs> the end of that part of that part of their what? first quest. They didn't even know they were in it. But they were. And as they flew off into the sunset, Tantalus gave them a wink. As if to say, be on your way. And Tantalus let out a mighty scrap. Heard all throughout the lands. A lot of people stopped and said, did I just drop something? Or said, is there something going on outside that I'm not aware of? And went out to their windows and looked around and didn't see anything. Hey, Ricky, did you hear that? I didn't. I was listening to my music. Oh, Ricky, you're gonna blow out your ears playing that punk rock music so loud. But they're my, it's my favorite bands. I can't live without my favorite bands. Who can? Point of the story is there's a really loud screech drifting throughout the lands on the planet. And then that guy sorry, I just wanted to, I didn't really run this by you, but then Ricky was saying, are you reading that Kathy again? And and his buddy Gerald was like, what else am I gonna read? Kathy? Kathy and Beetle Bailey, they're my favorite two comics. I read them in unison. And then Gerald started describing a Beetle Bailey comic to his friend Ricky. It would be a harbinger of Sean and Britt's quest to come. 
The first, uh, what was, what was like Hercules' things? What were they called? Trial? Trials! The trials! The first trial, I guess, was in time court. The second trial is, uh, uh giving mercy giving unto mercy Tantalus, to, to Tantalus, the god of war. The third trial is, is the trial of Beetle Bailey. Is the trial of Beetle Bailey. I forget. Is okay. Never mind. I was gonna ask whether Beetle Bailey was Andy Cap, but they're two very different comics. Beetle Bailey is a fun look at like the military, right? It is. It's fucking weird. And the comic goes as such: a yellow panel with the words. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey. Engulf the first frame of vision. The second panel. That the whole first panel is just Beetle Bailey. It just says Beetle Bailey. Is this like a Sunday issue one or or Yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be long. I'll make it fast. <laughs> okay. But we need to know this. But it's gotta be funny too. The trial of Beetle Bailey. Second panel. The colonel, with his single tooth, looks at them and says, Okay, guys, get busy practicing on the rifle range. Oh, God. The third panel has Beetle Bailey firing a rifle. At what? Tar a target. A target? And it just says, pow, pow. Pow, pow. Third panel. Another pow, pow. But his mustached friend says, hey. And that's where the comic was just ripped in half. What? Because, <laughs> because what? That's all the clue that Britain Fine, Sean... Fine, we'll, we'll go into it. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, hey, you're good, Beetle. You just killed eight people. And Beetle says, I wish you hadn't said that. Do you know how valuable life is? Then Beetle says, you only have one life. If you're killed, you'll miss falling in love, marrying, having children. You'll miss all the fun with friends, parties, trips, games, sports. I well, wouldn't want to miss that. And he points his rifle into the sky. To shoot at God? <laughs> and he says, I wouldn't want to shoot anyone so they'd miss it. Then the last panel has the colonel looking at Beetle, and he says, Beetle, why are you firing into the air? <laughs> and it's a single pow. Is that it? Is this some sort of parody? That doesn't That's feel- That's the entire comic. That doesn't feel like a real Beetle Bailey comic to me. It feels like a snide commentary on the fact that, yeah, they're, like, in the military. Or was it, like... What? Where did you... What is... Can I... I kind of want to see it. This doesn't make any sense to me. You'll see it later. Don't, don't you worry about that. So I guess, yeah, all their challenges are about, like, war. <laughs> Not all of them, but... The trials, I mean. Brighton Shaw's trials. To become the heroes. Uh, I have some kind of war. 
war aspect because they were rescued by Tonto. Because they're going to overthrow Overseer. The psychic war waged by Overseer upon the populace of the planet. And that's where we will find our two protagonists flying atop the winged vultures. Wrath and Ralph. Wrath and Ralph. They're birds. And they're just birds. They're not bird people. Because there are bird people that live on this planet, but then there's also birds. It's pretty... They're distinct from one another. And this is where we find them. Thank you.
Hey, Sean. Hello. How, how are we doing? It's so good. nice to be totally thawed out of ice after. There we go. That's good. <laughs> is your sad? Is your saddle doing good? It feels nice. I've gotten used to it. All the the nails and you know little. There's a stud kind of poking my uh, my lower intestine. But it looks cool. That's but that's for sure. Comfort it comes at the cost of. Style. You gotta suffer for fashion. That's the, that's what I've always uh, known to be true. These winged vultures. Somehow I want to say that they're horses, but they're not. They're vultures. There are horses. There are the horses. Sky. Horses of the sky. That's that's, a, that's what we're riding. The birds. The children of Tantalus, the god of war. How's my hair doing? Oh, I was also. It's so tall. You look like an anime character. You know what Shaw is thinking about the other day? What? I couldn't pin down what it was called, but it was called Yu-Gi-Oh. Did you ever hear it? I've yeah. It's, it was a show about a game where there's cards. They play a card game, yeah. But the cards come alive. Blue Eyes White Dragon is the oh, classic uh, oh. beast. Yeah. It's the most powerful card. Or there's actually some powerful card that's like you have to assemble like five cards to make the. This isn't that interesting. Either you know what Yu-Gi-Oh is and it's really obvious. It's like no shit. It's like, or you don't know what Yu-Gi-Oh is and it's like, whatever. What the fuck are they talking about? You know what? But whoever didn't see it, it's you're not missing much. It came on after a better show. What Yu Yu Hakusho? show? What? What? Well, it came on. It came on after a show I liked better, and you, I just happened to be watching. What was the still. show? And I don't even remember now. Like, uh, I don't know. Whatever was on on Warner Brothers, starting at like seven, eight in the morning. Animaniacs. Like shows like Animaniacs. Yeah, I liked nah. that. Nah. Pop it's culture wacky corner. and whimsy. Animations uh, corner. So oh, I also just wanted to say it's so nice to be totally thawed, to be able to talk to you with just my voice instead of winking at you nonstop in Morse yeah, code. Yeah, I don't know if I can blink my eye anymore. We've been winking so much. Your eye is extraordinarily swollen. I think it's going to be very strong. I think I can crush metal with my eyelid. That's going to come Imagine in. that. That's... I'm imagining it, and it's a sight to behold. It's a sight. That's if you know right. what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, we're we're up here. We're up here doing this. This is this is our mission. This is Did you mission. understand uh, any of the bird squawks? It was talking to us? I think so. What did it say? Somehow we're aware that it's Tauntalus, the god of war, but that's because that's the nameplate I saw in the in the nest. It's what? Tauntalus, the god of war? I saw a nameplate when we were in the oh nest. God. It said Tauntalus, the god of war. And I don't know if that big bird was Tauntalus himself or whether... A poser. Whether he's a poser or whether he's a pet of Tauntalus. Oh, yeah. Or just one of the many, you know, vultures that hangs out near Tantalus. The, 
regardless regardless of who he, he or she is the that vulture sure did grant us with some crazy abilities i now have my lower intestine it's draped around your shoulder there like uh yeah like a lasso i've got really tall hair like an anime character yep these are the new truths of our life together. We both uh, are kind of like on hoverboards sort of all the time. Like we have a single wheel yeah. under our feet. Makes it kind of hard to imagine how we're straddled on top of these uh, gr great flying birds. We're riding them, uh, you know, a side saddle, you know. Uh, so we're like facing. Like a damsel? Yeah, we're facing each other. Yeah. But the, the bird is flying on our my left, your right, into the magnificent sunset. Oh, gosh. It's going to burn us alive if we go closer to it. But it also seems like it's a harbinger of our destiny. So where, where are these birds taking us? Where are we going? What is next for Brit and Sean, Sean and Brit? Are you talking in third person now? My You'll have to find out. Oh, is that it? Are we next <laughs> episode. We're just going to be riding on through the night. Because the sun is setting. That's why we're the flying sun is into setting. the sun. But it's, a new sun is rising on an exciting new adventure for Brit and Sean. The seven trials that will make us into heroes and saviors of the land. I think... Because I read, we hope all of, so. I read all of that on a scroll in the in the big bird's nest. You really got a lot of information that you didn't relay to me in eye blinks. It was my eyes. Your eyes got really strong from all the blinking. My eyes got very weak. I can't believe you would keep this stuff from me. I mean, come on. Look, you might as well just, just tell me. Well, it's sometimes there's. Uh, I've got to have my own time and my own way of thinking about things. Time to watch Animaniacs. I do, but look, you're the one who likes to watch the show more than you like Yu-Gi-Oh!